You are listening to the Become a Guitarist Today podcast with Adam Roach. Hey there, and welcome to episode number 178 with my guest today, Sakura Victoria. Now, Sakura is an amazing guitarist who not only plays guitar, she's got her own guitars, does her own artwork, and is an awesome figure skater. But more about that in the podcast. So in today's podcast, Sakura lets us know all about her journey of starting guitar into where she is now. So I hope you really all enjoy this one. Now, again, thank you to my sponsors, Musician, Custom Guitar Picks, and Arnold Krakowka. And don't forget, I do have my new button in the show notes now. So if you would like to donate to the podcast, anything you want, greatly appreciated and goes towards everything I do for the podcast. And don't forget, you'll get your name mentioned on the podcast as well. So I've got a lot of great podcasts coming up, including Scott Ian from Anthrax, the guys from Crash Diet, and Genocide from the, the American Guns N' Roses tribute band, Paradise Kitty. And if you would like to see the, the video of this podcast, it is available on my YouTube channel as well, which again is in the show notes. So let's go over this interview now with Sakura Victoria. All right, well, so yeah, so you've got your first release coming out. So when's the, the song coming out? Uh, it's it's just finished, so I just oh. finished it, so um, it should be out sometime this month. So just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just Ascension, um, and uh, it's pretty cool because it's, um, it's got real drums on it, you know, uh, played mm-hmm. by Paul Wonke, he's like a Berkeley um, graduate, and uh, Saban Cronin from, I think she played on Lost Symphony with yeah. Jimmy Bell, and Jeff Loomis, and Marty Friedman, so she's pretty amazing too. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm very excited to have two amazing people on the uh, the song too. And you wrote the whole song, I take it? Yeah, I wrote the whole song, yes. And she just, uh, she played a violin part that I wrote. Uh, and she kind of duels with me in the song. So it's very cool. Do you play the bass as well? Yes, I played the bass. I played all the guitars, obviously, on the bass. Uh, I wrote all the keyboard parts. Um, there's some key parts in there. Uh, I wrote the violin part. And um, just Paul and Saban are kind of more or less featured on the song. Yeah. So it's Oh, wow. So when you do your ones like that for the violin, do you actually um, like write out in the music? Or... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, I That's good. <laughs> yeah. Is, is uh, the violin, is that, um, I don't really play violin, is that the same notation as guitar music? Uh, yes, it's just uh, transposed an octave a little differently, but um, yeah, it's basically the same. I had to rework some things for, you know, violin fingerings. Um, mm. so that was interesting, but yeah, for the most part. So you're saying, is that hopefully going to be a, an album coming out next year as well, after this? Yes, yes for sure. And all of that similar type vein, like the, um, what do you call it, the, the 80s, 90s rock type feel or symphonic? Yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of um, neoclassical, um, but it's a little different. It's it's kind of kind of Paganini-esque, you know. Um, it's not very riffy. It has like a couple riffs in it, but it's mostly like uh, m- melody lines that are written out that are kind of fast like like a paganini caprice or something i wrote it specifically so um so if a violinist or a guitarist played it as a single piece it it would be a single piece like it's meant to be a kind of a caprice showcase piece and then i just kind of beefed it up with drums and bass and uh, rhythm guitars and stuff but it's really meant to be like a a long melody you know yeah so actually one of my favorites is a caprice number 24. yeah i have a video of me playing on that on my youtube channel oh really uh, I did it with a clean tone, so. Okay. So when you first started 
also 12? Oh, playing guitar? Yes. Mm. Yeah, 12. Yeah. Around 12. Mm -hmm. yeah, I was really inspired by the Beatles um, to play the guitar. Uh, I loved their music and um, I thought the riffs were so cool, like Day Tripper and um, yeah. like that. Uh, yeah, and then I kind of progressed to like loving Led Zeppelin and Stairway to Heaven and I thought that was um, amazing. Jimmy Page was amazing. He was an idol of my mind for the longest time. And then I started getting into Ingve and um, he was he was an idol and still is very much an idol of mine. Uh, he's amazing, obviously. Uh, he inspired me to go through the whole neoclassical kind of yeah shred thing. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still love that, obviously, to this day. It definitely reflects itself in my writing and stuff. So. And I noticed you said you was it a guitar hero. It was another inspiration for you playing the game. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I started playing the video game because some friend had it, and um, I was actually horrible at it. So <laughs> I'm so bad at it, but I, I loved the music. Um, before that, I never really heard metal or rock or even knew what that was. Um, so it was it was very new to me, and I, I liked the 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 grit and the distortion of guitars and um, the solos and the the idea of playing on stage. And I thought that was cool. But I also thought that like, why should I spend all this time learning a game when I could learn the real thing? So I kind of did that. And at the same time, I think the Beatles rock band just came out. So that's right. how I kind of got into the Beatles. And yeah. um, I kind of played the songs and I loved them and I wanted to learn how to play them for real. Yeah. So. so I must ask you, have you ever gone back like now and played Katai Hero and thought? Actually, no, I haven't. And I, I, I'm definitely looking forward to that. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be either horribly funny or interesting. It's actually really hard, I found. Because I yeah. remember playing it and thought, I don't know, because you know, if you know how to play guitar, you, you tend to go to those things where it's not that way. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't know if it would be easier or hard now. Yeah, <laughs> you have to let me know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So then at uh, 16, you worked with Eddie Kramer. Mm -hmm. So how yeah. was that? That was very, very amazing, uh, fun, and a great experience. Uh, I used to write songs when I was younger, like with vocals and, and melodies and stuff. And um, I wanted to put out music at the time. Um, so I actually just emailed him a couple demos of, of the music uh, with just playing guitar. It actually didn't have any vocals on it at the time, but I had this idea of lyrics. Um, and I sent it to him and I, somehow I found an email uh, that got to him somehow. I don't even know how still. Um, but it did, and he was like, he was impressed by the demos, and he actually wanted to meet me. So I flew down to LA, and I worked with him at LAFX Studio when I was 16, going on 17, and um, it was a pretty cool experience to sit there with someone who worked with uh, Jimi Hendrix, and at the time my idol uh, very strongly, and um, Jimmy Page, and uh, him giving me feedback on my music, and uh, as a player in general, it was very cool listening to some of the stories he told about like Woodstock, um, recording okay. Woodstock and recording Jimi Hendrix and recording Jimmy Page and Hart and the Beatles. And it was just really amazing. And he had all these little secrets that he wouldn't tell anyone about how he <laughs> used like tape delay on this and that. And he was like, shh, don't tell anyone my secret. <laughs> um, oh, wow. I'm really understanding that stuff really, but I thought it was cool that um, he shared that with me. Um, yeah, and it was just amazing. He uh, he's an amazing pianist too. Oh really? Yeah. I never knew that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he's just so knowledgeable and has so much experience that it was it was very cool to wow. to him while he messed with the board and everything. <laughs> See, what an experience! And to go from 
like we said, you started at 12 and then do that at 16. You must have had a lot of practice in that, those four years. Yeah, uh, yeah, I did. Um, I actually became a shredder a lot faster than I became musically mature, if that makes sense. Like I, I played really fast and I kind of um, started writing like a lot when I first started playing uh, very quickly. So writing and shredding were kind of my focal points. And I had a little hard time with the melody thing. So he kind of helped me with that. But um, he was like, sing on the guitar like Hendrix, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, sing with your guitar. Kind yeah. of, he kind of instilled that in me, uh, which helped me write melodies and, and such. So, but yeah, no, that was an amazing experience. I, I, I was kind of a little bit of the shredder at the time, you yeah. know, he, he was always very like, um, he always pushed, uh, make sure that it's still melodic and make sure you're not just playing fast all the time. Make sure that, you know, you keep to true to the melody of the song and everything. So he was, he was, he was, he pushed that for sure. Hey, <laughs> but uh, he overall a great experience. Yeah, they're great little tips for sure. You must have practiced every day, or was it like what, eight hours a day? Yeah, I did practice a lot. Yes. <laughs> I actually, when I was in sixth grade, I decided to uh, do homeschooling. So I was actually homeschooled for two years. So I finished high school in two years just so I could get it over with and um, just focus on music. So that's what I did. So once I finished school, I kind of crammed it in. I practiced here and there a little bit. Um, but once I finished high school, I really started practicing all the time, um, every day, all the time. Yeah. Let's definitely yeah. it off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 100%. Uh, and then, so after that, 18, you started the Berkeley. So first of all, it was online, wasn't it? Yes, it was. I started online. Uh, Eddie Kramer kept telling me um, that I should get an education in music because uh, it was important and it would help me with writing and it would help me understand music and everything in general. Um, at the time, I didn't really understand the importance of it, um, but but at, I, as I got older and I started working with other people, I realized how important it was to know that stuff and uh, be aware of it and be good at it. So I started doing Berkeley Online, and uh, it's, it's a great online school because you can kind of make your own schedule, and I could practice anytime I wanted to, and I could also do the work on anytime I wanted to, so I, I was really in control of my own schedule, which I liked. And um, you basically just take online classes and you do the work that they give you once a week and you have live sessions with the teachers and uh, it's very nice, um, especially if you're like a traveling musician. Yeah. So anyway, I did that for about a year and a half or so and um, as I was working with teachers like um, Rick Peckham and Don Lappin and Joe Stump and um, a couple of my professors and Sean Michard, um, uh, to name a few, uh, yeah. Bruce Saunders, some jazz guy, um, they kind of encouraged me to be on the campus. So okay. they, they were like, you would really succeed if you came to the campus. So I, uh, I, I did audition in August, I think about a year or two years ago. Uh, and uh, I met Joe when I was up there. Uh, he stopped by on the weekend to meet me and that was pretty cool. He signed my guitar, one yeah. of my little English strats. And uh, that was a really cool experience. I auditioned and I got a full scholarship. So oh, yeah. really cool. um, but at the same time, uh, it was around the same time that everything shut down with COVID. So it was, it was a little disheartening too, because I actually moved up to Boston before everything shut down. So I was kind of stuck in Boston doing online schoolwork. <laughs> so, oh, kind of, yeah, a little disheartening, but I did that for four semesters. So yes, that was. So did you get much time on campus at all? No, actually the only time I actually got on campus was to meet Joe, sadly. Oh, wow. <laughs> because everything was shut down. 
but <laughs> I didn't walk around school a lot. <laughs> yeah. I personally loved the online Berkeley experience because I like that. I, well, I felt like very focused, you know, yeah. because there's a lot of distractions that come with being around, you know, a campus and stuff. And, um, I felt very you know, focused on my studies and such. So, but it's also a great experience to work with other people, and that's something that you don't really get when you're doing the online thing. So, if there would be a way to combine that, that would be great. Oh yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, so after Berkeley, then you started your the '80s, '90s cover band. Or was that the same time, wasn't it? It was around the same time. Once I moved back from Boston, um, I was still doing um, campus online. <laughs> so, yeah. I was part of the school, but uh, we were still online. So I did that uh, simultaneously while I was in a band. Um, I, I was also with them before I transferred to the campus while I was doing the Berkeley Online stuff. So I kind of just re rejoined, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I did that a lot, uh, I think for like two years or so. And that was really fun. Uh, just like bar gigs, you know. Yeah. But um, it was, it, I, I, I like playing uh, in bars and, and things like that because, you know, big stages are amazing. You know, I, I definitely want to be there um, one day and do all of that. But there is something very charming about being in a bar and like actually being able to like walk out in the audience and like rub shoulders with someone who's like head banging to Metallica or something, <laughs> you know, yeah. you do that when you're like on stage. Um, you can't jump in the audience of stage dive anymore, but no, that's right. It's like a distance, which is cool too, you know, because you have your space, but it's also really cool to like, you know, get on the floor and be in the, in the pit, so to speak, you know, yeah. so I really enjoyed that. And it really helped me like develop like um, a sense of being on stage and like playing with people and uh, improvising and, um, you know, jamming and learning songs and working with a band. So that was a good experience. And also working on your stage aerobics. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I do have a very interesting style with that. That's cool though. It's really good. Thank you. I kind of randomly developed that for no reason. You know, I guess just one day I, I just kind of was like, oh, this would be cool. And then luckily I didn't like hurt my back doing it. And then I've been doing it, like the bending the backwards thing, I guess. Yeah, like, yeah you get, get stuck there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's weird because if you asked me to do that right now, I couldn't do it. But somehow when you're on stage, you get this adrenaline rush and you like feel like super woman and you can do whatever you couldn't do if you didn't have that adrenaline. It's quite interesting. Now, do you think a lot of that would have come from your ice skating when you were younger? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yep. I figure skated from uh, seven to about uh, 11. So I did that for a couple of years. Um, and uh, it was a really big part of my life. Like uh, it taught, I think it taught me like a big lesson in setting goals, like goal setting and um setting a goal, achieving it, and then moving on to the next one, achieving it, working hard and achieving it, you know. And I think that's a big part of obviously being a guitar player is you have to set small goals for yourself that'll lead to bigger goals. And, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, being out there on social media or it's in the practice room or it's in writing your own music, you know, whatever it is, you just want to always be better. So that really uh, that really made a big impact on my uh, ability to, to kind of practice with the guitar, I think. And it kind of influenced me a lot in music because when you skate you have to be creative and you pick a costume and you skate to a program and you're creative with the way that you add jumps and spins which is kind of like guitar you know yeah. you uh, you kind of have your super fast lick that you want to throw in there at some point you have your cool little melody you want to throw in there and then everything's fluff in between or whatever <laughs> yeah. it's kind of 
so that you know and uh, obviously being um very like uh i guess you know flexible um on in many ways flexible physically but also flexible like mentally being able to improvise and go oh i forgot this part i have to improvise on the fly like that comes into play in, on the stage playing music and it also comes into play playing sports especially figure skating getting to music like i loved michael jackson uh i loved you know soundtracks to movies and stuff i would skate to things like that so all my musical taste in a way before i got into metal so that was interesting yeah that's good i never really thought about it like that but like Hey, you mentioned it like that with the fingers, figure skating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you're yeah, having your little trills, I guess, where you do those little fast twirls and it's your little legato licks. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you kind of work on that thing by itself and then you kind of apply it in like a bigger, like a solo or a program yeah. or whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, the little the, the little things you work on separately and then you combine them to create artistic piece. So. so I know you had, when you were younger, you said that your um, skull fracture so was that due to the ice skating, not figure skating? Actually, no. Yeah, it was. It was like right when I was born. Actually. Oh right. Yeah, I I was dropped like by uh, um, my nanny at the time. Uh, she dropped. She actually more or less threw me, not by on purpose. Obviously, she tripped and I kind of went flying and I smashed my head on a door jam. You know, like the side of a door, and uh, it kind of um, it kind of messed me up a little bit when I when I was younger because I had a lot of learning disabilities because you know people with head traumas tend to you know so when I was younger I didn't I didn't read on like the grade level I should have been and I wasn't focusing and I was kind of all over the place and I couldn't sit still and um over time it was interesting because I I I kept getting worse and worse and my mom noticed that uh, I had learning problems and she didn't want me to that the rest of my life obviously so she uh she searched out people like uh, doctors to help fix me and um it turned out there was this one doctor who did eeg so it's like electronic something something i don't know they basically stick probes on your head and they like um they use frequencies to like help balance your brain so it's, it's kind of interesting um i had to sit there at like four years old with little probes on my head and like move this line up and down with my brain and it was supposed to strengthen my brain and it did over time by the time i was like 10 or 12 i was like reading um on grade level if not like above my grade level and it completely reversed all of the damage to my brain so it was amazing what's interesting about that specific event in my life was that uh, when i was younger i had problems with the intellectual side so i had to rely on being more creative because i couldn't do the other things so i was really creative more so than someone who was more into math would be or something. So, um, so I think that kind of developed my, my creative side of my brain, um, more. So when they kind of caught up, it was like, Oh, finally. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a fun fact. Yeah. Cause I mean, you hear that a lot about music, you know, really, um, it gets into the other side of the brain Mm -hmm. to play uh, the coordination and everything. So, Especially after hearing how you said you, you know, between 12 and 14, become like a, a master really of the guitar. So yeah. I wonder if they just spiked that a little bit too much and you become a virtuoso, you know, it's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I could only wish or hope, but yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, music is intellectual and it's creative and it's it's a science and it's math and it's, yeah. it's a sport even. It's like everything. So yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's that's pretty cool. 
That's an incredible story. Yeah, amazing. All right, so now we're going up to getting closer to where we are now. So 2020, you formed Instellar Mechanism mm -hmm. with, with uh, James Moody. So yes. how, did that, how did that one come about? Uh, James is an amazing guitarist. Uh, first of all, he's incredible. I was so humble that he would even ask me to be on any project that he was producing. It was amazing. Um, so he has his own solo album. I'll check it out if you haven't. It's called Eternity. You can get it on Spotify, Facebook, anywhere. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, shred. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it will humble many shredders. Yeah. <laughs> But yes, so he reached out to me uh, and asked me to be on a master collaboration series that he was doing with uh, another guitarist, Rob Burton, who's also incredibly amazing. Um, and they had a project called The Virtuosity Effect. Uh, and and they're like, that was like a progressive um, project that he worked on with Rob for a while. And um, they have an album out too. Uh, but he asked me to be on this master collaboration series. So it consisted of James Moody, um, Rob Burton, and Luke Smith and myself. Okay. And James wrote this amazing track um, and Rob orchestrated and wrote all the drums and we just all kind of jammed solos on it uh, and did a little video and put it on Facebook and that's kind of how I met him yeah. through that. And then we kind of started our own project together, uh, which was first Interstellar Mechanism. So we both love sci-fi and we wanted to kind of like fuse that like love of sci-fi with the shred thing. Yeah. So we kind of came up with this, um, this uh, kind of cacophony <laughs> slash uh, apocalyptic sci-fi yeah. vibe. Um, so we created one song, and it actually had a corresponding trailer. So if you go to Interstellar Mechanism YouTube, you can see the trailer and the music video for it. It's it's pretty um, kind of corny because it's it's we we kind of modeled it after like a movie trailer, okay. um, but it's really quite funny. So anyway, it's called Cosmic Odyssey, the song, and the video is called Cosmic Odyssey, and it's kind of this adventure, shred adventure through sci-fi space, and you know, this video of us playing, and there's video of um, just general sci-fi stuff, but it's it's pretty cool. And then we also have I one other song under that band um, name called Sky Kingdom, so that's also on like Bandcamp and, yep. and YouTube and such, so you can check that out. Um, and then we also just recently this last year, we kind of wanted to reinvent the project. Um, so we started Sacred Symphony. Mm. So it's more of like um, same similar t style of music, a little less like uh, sci-fi uh, sounding, but the theme is more like gothic. So kind of symphony X kind of vibe. It's um, kind of what we were going for, but um, no vocals. So just instrumental guitar, Dragon Force-esque. Yeah. Um, yeah, super technical and super shred and uh, <laughs> darker kind of uh, imagery, like, a, you know, gothic church kind of vibe. It, and we have one song out um, that we just released called Cathedral of Secrets. So you can check that on YouTube and uh, our corresponding music video and everything. So it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. We're kind of building on uh, that project now currently. We kind of put interstellar mechanism on the side, um, but we're building on that project, Sacred Symphony, and we're we're looking to write an album and put out a release um, very soon. So, oh wow, so, yeah. So you can check that out on all social media platforms too. Yeah. So you have hopefully two things out next year. So the solo one plus yes, yeah, Sacred Symphony. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Oh, excellent. That's good. And I noticed <laughs> the, the film clips. Did you do all the film clips uh, for mm -hmm. the? I think it was the was it Cosmic Odyssey. Yes. Yes, I did all the film clips. Um, uh, 
um, James was kind of the brains behind the uh, recording and the engineering and everything, and I was kind of the brains behind the um, video. So we kind of worked together on that. Um, yeah, so basically with the video, I mean, if anyone's looking to create videos, it's really simple. I just used a story block and iMovie, so nothing really special. Wow. Yeah, okay. a lot of I've gotten a lot of compliments on the video, and uh, it really? is very nice, but it was really just made on my laptop. And really? at the end of our trailer that we made, we actually put like in this, the credits to idiots in a laptop because that's basically <laughs> what the project was. But it looks a lot better than how you would think it was made. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. So yeah, I just put a bunch of video clips together that were like, at least for Cosmic Odyssey sci-fi themed. And um, I, we just did green screen solos, you yeah. know, just sat there and played and whatever. And um, yeah, I put it together and kind of created a kind of a storyline. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. I tried to at least uh, to fit the music, and I think it, I'm very proud of it. Yeah, it looks great. Now, the other collaboration you did was uh, the Female Shredders United as well, wasn't it? Was that this year? Oh, yes. That that um, I actually just played a solo on that. So, yeah, mm. I wasn't actually part of the project uh, writing anything, but um, I did just play a solo on it, and that was that was fun. Uh, all of those girls were obviously amazing, and uh, yeah. I was very fortunate to be a part of it. So. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Um, now, just going over to your guitars. So you got your the Juno Caster. So yeah. that's through uh, DC Custom Guitars, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I met him when I met um, went to go to Boston uh, for my audition. So I kind of stopped by and say hi at a shop and everything, and we kind of talked about you know, building a guitar for me. And um, I, I wanted something like Strat esque. Uh, I, I love the Strat body, so um, I definitely. As you can see there, I don't know if you can see it, but mm. yes, it's it's it was hand painted all by me. So, um, he basically cut this strat body with uh, rear routing because I wanted to rear route it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I just I painted the raw wood with acrylic paint, and then I had um, Pat Wilkins. He's um, a clear coater. He does a lot of um, high end jobs in LA. He clear coated everything with a poly coating for me. Um, and just YJ and Fury pickups and uh, Floyd Rose bridge. Um, and this this neck is very amazing because it's actually one solid piece of roasted maple. So that's pretty rare. Yeah. Very resonant guitar, very beautiful. And his amazingly unique headstock. Yeah. Kind of up to the CBS thing. I love his headstock because it kind of looks like a peacock. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> yeah. So this is. This is my pride and joy, Juno Caster. Yeah. And then I have this, uh, his more signature um, body. Mm. Amazingly shined with lizard spit. It looks brand new. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is an amazing guitar because it's a solid piece of rosewood, which is also pretty rare. I don't, I don't think you're going to find that too many places. Uh, but uh, yeah, a jumbo frets on everything. Uh, and scalloped frets on everything, deep scallops, uh -huh. pretty deep scallops, um, and raw wood on the back, just lemon oil coating, and uh, same Floyd Rose bridge, mm. and uh, th these F holes he designed are pretty cool. Um, they're very, very resonant. It's a very, very nice guitar. I love it. This is his Evelyn body, so it's kind of signature to him. Yeah. And it's got the Jason Becker trim, trim buckers in it. I love these pickups. They sound amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. You think you have more of those coming out next year? Like other designs? Mm -hmm, for sure. Yeah. 
I would definitely want to build on the uh, the Juno Caster kind of series. Um, I think the next one I'm looking to do is kind of a combination of the two, the Evelyn and the Juno Caster yep. the strap body, but with actual F-holes because I love the the resonance of that um, tone chamber he created with that. Yep. Uh, it's really amazing. It makes such a difference. And uh, the solid wood um, for for the for the neck is just I think makes all the difference in the world. I love maple, but I also love the rosewood. So I can't decide yet <laughs> what I'll go with, but um, yeah. one of the two. And then I'll definitely hand paint the body because I yeah. love that. It'll be interesting to see what you come up with, especially if you have those F-holes there, the um, different mm -hmm. artwork you can use around those F-holes, you know? Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's going to be really cool. Yeah, I look forward to seeing that as well. Mm. Yes, thank you. So lots of things happening for 2022. You yeah, have the solo album, the... Uh, Sacred Symphony, the new guitars, anything else? I don't think so. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. You're also doing guitar lessons, aren't you? You're still doing uh, yeah. Yes. So yeah. I teach like I teach theory, anything from theory to technique to um, being more creative with your ideas. I teach tapping and a different style of tapping than Phoenix, because she's, <laughs> she's very amazing at that. But um, yeah, different style. Uh, and sweet picking, alternate picking, canopy picking, anything really. Yeah, and it's all um, online as well. Yes. Yeah. So anywhere in the world, get on to you. <laughs> Any levels too. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Now, thank you for your time today, and so it's been great just learning all about what you've done and what you're coming up. To. So it's going to be an incredible year for you. Thank you. Yes, I hope so. All right. Well, I think we've pretty much covered everything. Is there anything else that you want to mention that I haven't said? Um, I don't think so. Uh, just my endorsements are DC yeah. Custom Guitars, Swiss Picks, and Lizard Spit cleaning yeah. products for guitar care. So, yeah. No worries. All right. Well, let you enjoy your night. You too, or your day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, just starting. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Right. See you later. Bye bye.